is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. We brought the room down early early last week. We're, we still have Activision stuff to talk about later in the show, but it's it's much more optimistic news. But I, I want to get started on, on a more fun, free, you know, more whimsical topic. Um, Mike is going to tell us about the ascent, but before he does, I'm going to tell you why I am not going to tell you about the ascent. <laughs> so you guys have mentioned, have might have heard of the show the past couple weeks. I've been experimenting to see if Xbox Game Pass was a feasible thing to own if you don't own an Xbox or a PC. So I've been trying it on my phone. I've been trying it on my iPad. I've been trying it on my Mac. Streaming through the cloud just to see if games are in a state that I would say is playable. Like doesn't have to be the like the like a like a one to one experience, but it has to be playable and a wide variety of games have to be playable. And after a month, I can tell you that no, it is not (laughs) able. You're not able to do Game Pass without owning an Xbox or or a PC. Like you have to have one of the two to make it realistic because the cloud is just not there yet. And I figured that out finally, like like the final nail in the coffin was when I played the Ascent because I played the Ascent on my phone on a Wi-Fi connection and just the latency was was too rough, even for a game like that, even like a top down twin stick action shooter. The latency was just a little too slow and and just a little unresponsive enough that it just wasn't good. Like, I wasn't expecting Forza Horizon to be playable on the phone. It wasn't. I wasn't really <laughs> expecting, like, Halo to be playable on the phone, and that wasn't that good either. Uh, Monster Train worked fine. Like, anything that doesn't require, you know, any kind of, like, real-time Twitch Twitchy-style reflexes would probably work fine. So if you're playing like a strategy game, if you're playing an RPG, not an action RPG, but just like a turn-based RPG, something slower paced, whatever, like those things will work okay. But the type of games that I like to play are action games and they're not going to work. They're, they're just not going to work on there. So I am not going to renew my game pass subscription. I'm going to let it expire. Um, and I will start looking semi actively for an Xbox. Now, here's the thing. Do I, do I hold out to get a series X or is a series S going to be sufficient given that it's my alternate system? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think you would. You you would get the Series S and be like, well, why do I even have this? <laughs> like, I I mean, I feel like you would just be like, I you know, who cares? Yeah. With with that, like, it's a the Series S feels like a lateral move to me. Um. Well, you don't have a. No, I don't. Xbox I don't have an one. Xbox One. So. Um. Nah, man. What's the difference? A hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred. Ooh, two hundred. Yeah. Um, but I'm, but I'm also I'm also a fucking I'm I'm also I'm also a spec whore, Micah. Like that that's the problem. Too, I know, that is, that right? I like like, I like, like my specs. Like I like I I don't know. For you, I don't see the the S as a viable yeah. option. I, I I think you're right. Like like I'm the guy that literally just bought like a second 4K monitor. 
so I could have <laughs> dual monitors in my office because I got because I got the Mac Mini, so like I didn't have the built-in screen anymore. And I'm just like now like with place with PlayStation Five having some games with like 120 hertz compatibility, like I'm like, do I buy a 144 hertz monitor? <laughs> like, do I do that? That's where I'm at right now. So I think you're right. I think I think the X yeah. is the way to go. Yeah, um, like who are we who are we fooling? Here? Yeah. So so <laughs> tell me so tell me what am I missing? What am I missing uh, in the ascent? Since I can't play it right now. Um, the ascent is uh, a a top down twin stick shooter um, set in like a cyberpunk world where this mega where this mega corporation has fallen and you play as some like dock worker, some fully customizable dock worker who. Uh, get swept up in in all the shenanigans. Um, it's uh, it's really pretty. It's got uh, the I'm you know I'm not that far into the story, but it's fun to play. Um, they have this mechanic where so it's a twin stick shooter. So you you have your person and they're they're moving around and you can aim with the right stick, but uh, you can also uh, you 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 and default firing is firing at the hip. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can also aim your gun and by aiming it, you raise the sight to uh, your eye level. So you you literally shoot on a on a on a different Z plane Mm -hmm. and you can do that in order to get headshots. You can do that in order to uh, stay in cover and blind fire over top uh, of your cover. Um, It's a pretty fun game. Um, it's a game that I would probably buy if yeah. I didn't have, uh, if I didn't have game pass, um, I am enjoying it. Um, but I have to, I, I have to put more time in it and I haven't done any co-op stuff yet. Okay. Yeah. But, every, um, all, all the, yeah. all the buzz about this game is that it's like the perfect, it's, it's the type of game that was made for game pass because like if people had to shell out $40 for this, like there's a lot of folks who would be really, who yeah. would be a lot really critical of it with some of the issues that are in the game. But they're like, well, but since I didn't really pay for it, like I'm totally yeah, fine like with these issues. <laughs> like like, like I, I've encountered a couple of bugs. I didn't know it was $40. I, I, well, no, 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 no. I, I don't, I'm not saying it costs $40. I'm just saying that if they had released oh, yeah. it at 40 bucks, which, you know, a game like this would have cost 30 or $40. I'd have to imagine. Yeah, people would have been yeah. a lot more critical of it, but being as they think so. got it as part of their Game Pass subscription, they're just like, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's fun. It looks good. It plays well. Uh, the sound is great. It's um, it's a little buggy, you know. I've 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 gotten, uh, but nothing like major, right? Like just some like cosmetic bugs, you know. Like if I equip something, I won't be able to, you know. Sometimes I don't see it on my character, or um. You know, you can change your look at any time, and I changed my look, and it wouldn't change my look. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, you know, that stuff doesn't that stuff doesn't matter in terms of um, the actual game. Um, it's it's uh it's not easy. Um, like you're gonna be these these things are gonna they're gonna fight you, and uh, you're not just gonna walk around and just blow people away with a handgun. Uh, or your little submachine gun like this is a it's not a it's not a like an easy game so to speak uh maybe it does get that way with co-op mm-hmm. uh you know from the sheer fact that you have more people there but um yeah i, I i'm digging it so far 
I can't wait to play it eventually, one day. We'll see whenever that whenever that happens. Um, well, while we're on the Game Pass train, uh, you also downloaded and um, uh, what a download I'm sure it was, just in terms of sheer capacity. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is so, on the Xbox Series X. So this thing was a uh, hundred and two gigs. Um, Yet somehow less than like Red Dead Redemption yeah. and like and like and like games that like people were like oh my god so big I'm like there are games that are bigger like 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 that we just play it's fine so um, Flight Simulator is um, <laughs> I I have no business being around a plane uh, I you know I I have uh, I'm doing the tutorial yeah. and I'm like. Oh, that's cool. You turn the plane with your feet, right? Like, cause you don't use the, you don't use the stick because that controls the wings. Like in order to turn the plane with the wheels, you got to use your feet. Like, Oh, okay. Hey, that's, it's a little, little factoid. And, um, and then, you know, it, it comes to like moving the plane and like you feel the inertia, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't, you can't stop on a dime because this is, this is a fucking multi-ton plane. Um, but once you're flying, uh, if it, it, it kind of feels serene, Mm -hmm. I think is the, the proper word for it. You know, like if I'm, if I'm flying, uh, it, it, it feels relaxing. Have you been to, uh, have you been to Disney world in the past like 15 years? I haven't been to Disney World since I was five. Okay, so you you wouldn't have been around. Like they have a ride at Disney World at Epcot that's called like um, I think it's called like Sail or or Swing or something or Glide or something like that. It's it, it's like an experience ride where you're in like a giant like hang glider and you're just kind of like coasting over all these like very visually impressive uh, yeah. locations in, in in the world essentially. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's this. And, you know, you can like there's a mode where you could just jump in and and you're already like the plane's already in the air and you're just, you know, basically doing like a world tour mm-hmm. of of different cities. And, you know, that's that's very cool. Right. Like like it's like if you ever like uh, um, just hopped on Google Earth and just was like, huh, I wonder what they're doing in Germany right now. Like, I wonder what this looks like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what this is. That's what that is. Um, the very difficult part, which I imagine is the very difficult part when you're actually flying, is taking off and landing. Of course. <laughs> taking off and landing is a bit of a, a, a pain. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, I got no business being around a plane. And when you are in a – when you're flying – like I thought that they would take more strides to if your plane is going out of control or careening somewhere mm-hmm. or you know the, I thought that the simulator would take more strides to like cut away from something like that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You can <laughs> you can land your plane in the middle of a soccer field. It doesn't like explode. Or what I did though, it doesn't explode, yeah. but. You know, it's weird seeing a plane, you know, upside down and then and then hit the ground. You know what I mean? And then it and then it, you know, it cuts to black. But uh, I don't know. It just felt it just felt kind of I don't know. 
I mean, I'm being overly sensitive about it, but how how good? Idea? So so like I'm I'm still not clear. Like so the the visual representation of these places. Like is this an in-game model of real life that looks photorealistic, or are they actually using like they're using satellite photos? Okay. Satellite photos, and you know how sometimes in Google Earth they have like the 3D modeling, yeah. 3D rendering. That's that's what they're doing here. Okay, and it looks very good. It looks very very um, uh, realistic uh, with their photos, right? Like so. What, so what, what places? Photos. What places did you visit? Um, uh, Rome, um, uh, Paris, um, and. Um, and I flew over the U.S. a couple of times okay. uh, before I got uh, before I got bored. I wanted to go to a place, a couple of places that I've been to, uh, just to you know, just to, I've, I gotta make sure, <laughs> I gotta make sure that they got this right, right? Like I gotta make sure that they got the Eiffel Tower. It's, it, that's where it's supposed to be, right? Um, and it passed my check. There you go. Right. I, I would have flown to various <laughs> like sporting facilities basically around the world just yeah, to, just to, yeah. like i like i would have checked out camden yards like how good does this look like did you guys <laughs> capture the aesthetic correctly <laughs> would have gone to my yeah. house like can, yeah. can you see my house <laughs> exactly it's it's like what people do when they get uh when they get a, a car game like gran turismo or something yeah. that has like a bajillion cars in it the first thing you do is you want to get your car yes right? so, like, assuming it's in the game it's not not as right. not as much anymore because the, they have fewer cars than they did back in like the GT two days, but yeah, well, nobody wants to drive around in a Mitsubishi Galant unless they have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> I totally understand that. So it's it's funny. There there are a lot of cars in GT that like I like personally that are like nice cars, but of course in Gran Turismo they're shit just because like like they're on the low end of the scale. Like I like Mini Coopers, but in, in GT like they're not good. <laughs> but they have they have like a whole mini cooper uh race uh uh circuit basically that you can use so so that's fun that's cool. um <laughs> i uh i've been trying like i've been working through my not even backlog of games that i own because mm-hmm. who has time for that instead i've been buying like games that i've wanted to buy for a while that i just didn't get around to doing uh because they've been on sale um i i got Frostpunk. Which is a uh, like a real time strategy game uh, that's kind of like Civilization. If Civ was real time, um, I'm not good at that game, and I didn't particularly enjoy it very much. Like I played through the first couple days, and I'm just like, I don't think this is for me. So I'm glad I only paid like eight dollars for it. So pass on that. Um, I got Void Bastards, which Terrence has talked about on the show before, um, and I enjoyed what I played of Void Bastards, but I've only played it once. I played it for like a couple hours in one sitting. Um, I need to get back to that game because it's interesting. Uh, it's a, it's a roguelike uh, first-person shooter um, with some very interesting mechanics in it. So more on that to come. But the other game that I've been playing uh, a lot is Spelunky 2, another roguelike game because uh, that's all I play anymore apparently. And uh, <laughs> Spelunky 2 is the game so far that I am the worst at that I can't put down because I'm really bad at Splunky 2 but more than any roguelike I've played so far Splunky 2 is the master of the well we're just going to do one more run 
Like 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 it's the mat it's the match for that because the runs are so short, or at least the ones that I'm going on are so yeah. short. So like Spelunky is a 2D side scrolling game um that is procedurally generated that you have the same like obstacles that you run up against, but you never know how they're gonna be thrown at you and how the how the level's gonna be designed and the different traps that'll be in there and stuff like that and uh, you have like bombs you can throw, which you can explode any of the terrain, which you can create like new pathways for yourself, which is nice. Um, there are different secrets that you can find throughout the levels. Uh, the levels are broken up in like a very old school Mario style where it's like you have world one, which has like one, 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 two, one, three, one, four, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I've yet to make it out of world one. Like I've made it to one, four to what I presume is like the boss of world one. And I can't get past the boss. And that's if I can if I can get there because the other thing about Splunky is that it's so random that you might have one run that lasts like a decent amount of time and then like the next run you have might just be stupid from from the jump like as far as what they're throwing up against you and you might die in like 30 seconds. Like 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 it's like that style of thing. Um but it's fun. Like I said I'm I'm enjoying Splunky. It's it's very easy to get into. It's very low overhead. From a complication standpoint. And again, because runs don't take more than a couple of minutes, especially this early on, it's easy just to like, well, I'll do one more. Oh, that only lasted like 45 seconds. Well, I'll do one more. Like, and, and you just keep, and before you know it, like you've sat there for 90 minutes going on Splunky runs. <laughs> so I hope to get past the first world so I can explore more of what the game has to offer. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it so far because I've always wanted to play the first one. But I knew Spelunky 2 was coming, so I just wanted to wait for that to come out, and I didn't want to pay $20 for it because I'm a cheap uh, cheapskate. So I, uh, I, wait, I waited for the price to come down to 13 and I was like, that's the right price. Another game, by the way, that I really wish was on the Nintendo Switch. I don't understand why it's not. The Switch could easily play Spelunky. It's not? No. I don't even think it's on Xbox, actually. I think it's just on PlayStation and PC. Wow, yeah, because I'm looking at the Steam page, and I'm like, all right, you yeah. know. The Switch could handle this, I think. It 100% could handle this. Like it's not it's <laughs> definitely not a a game that's dining out on its eight on its HD graphics. Um <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, like I'm just playing that and uh, I did jump back into Persona to finally see the resolution for the Madarame uh dungeon, which uh, was a little underwhelming compared to the first one. Like I like yeah. I, I was expecting to get like like Yusuke like confronting him personally. Yeah, on on yeah. camera, but that's not that's not what happened. Um, well, they start off their game with a bang, right? They with do the first palace. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and uh, subsequent palaces are um, I, the the Matarame one. I think is the the that one and the one after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really care for. Oh, but really? See, I like I like the, the visual design of the Matarame palace. So yeah, I'm talking about the story. Yeah, I, I'm talking about the story aspect of it. Um, well, you would know I, because you've you're you've been playing a lot of P five R. I I finished it. Okay. I finished yeah one hundred two hours and thirty nine minutes. Um, I did you start playing like you started playing it when I started like shortly after I started playing Persona Five. Yeah, yeah, because um because I'm working from home. Um, <laughs> and here's the thing, uh, I already owned the vanilla version. Um. But I bought the royal version because the royal version has like more stuff in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's got a it's got 
uh, a new playable character. It's got a whole like extra semester, right? And um, and when I got to the end, and you know, I was popping trophies left and right. Mm. And when I got to the end, there were two trophies. There were I'm I'm my trophy count is fifty of fifty three. One of them is the platinum, so I'm missing two trophies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, one of them's hidden. And the other one, I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, all right, well, let me look these up, right? Mm-hmm. And I look them up, and I'm like, they're like, oh, yeah, this happens in the third semester. And I'm like, yeah, there, well, there, are, there, are, missable, there are missable trophies in Persona that you have. To and make. I'm like, I didn't get a third semester. And I, I, as a matter of fact, I don't really remember having I, – I remember having that one new character in a story-driven party – one time, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the deal? And apparently, you have to talk to this guidance counselor who is a new character. Mm-hmm. And if you don't form a meaningful relationship with him by a deadline, mm-hmm. you miss out on all of that. And I'm like, yo, what? This is like this is like this is like you not forming a relationship with uh, uh, Liara, so you can't play Lair of the Shadowbrook, right? And I'm like, yo, what, huh? Like, I, and I was so pissed, man, because one, he's a, he's he's like a milk toast character, right. right? Like, there are characters who I just do not care about, but. I didn't know that I and I, I the game to the game's credit it does say hey this person's leaving in November you should you should probably you should make time to to talk with the guidance counselor Well that that's that's what I was going to ask you is if they if the game at least tried to nudge you in, it does. in their direction so It does and I'm an idiot and I just didn't want cuz I didn't want to talk to this guy I like fuck this guy man I I I'll put him on the back burner I got other relationships I'm trying right. to cultivate and it turns out he is the key to all of the extra content. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that 50 of 53 is going to re- is really pissing me off. <laughs> but there's no way I can get those three trophies. No, not, not unless you not unless you've been creating like creating save files along the way that you can re- go right. back to. W- without playing another 100 hours of game. So I'm just like, all right, you know what? I, I'm just gonna have to. I just looked up the and the ending is supposed to be different. It's not that different. Well, like, let me. So let me different. ask you this question. So I was so pissed. So man. you said he leaves at a certain time, but is he there from the beginning of P5R? Like, can you access him from mostly the beginning of the game? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. It, look, it's my own fault, right? right? I'm well, not. I, I'm not I guess saying. That, well, that was my other question. Like, do you have to? Do you have to wait till a certain date? Before you start doing the new shit, or can you just get to him as early as humanly possible and then do the new he's content av- from there? He's available from May to November. Okay, and so you have so but, you basically have to get through the first the first palace first, and then you can go fuck with him, right? But you have to develop. You have to get that. You have to max out the relationship by November, which right. you can if you play if you actually talk to him, right? But the additional content isn't until the third semester in the calendar year. Oh, so you have to beat the whole game again. You have to beat the whole fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, man. God damn it. 
So and I and look, I I, I don't I, I you know I won't spoil the uh, the ending for you, but I feel like you would appreciate the the last fight. Yeah. Uh, the final boss. I feel like you in particular would appreciate it. Um, I don't know how you do anything after that. Like it's a pretty epic fight. I, I would say if you are going to, you know, you're 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 playing a JRPG with the fate of the world in your hands. Take a guess who the final boss is, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, Carrie, I don't. Carrie, Carrie has alluded to the premise of every Shin Megami Tensei game. <laughs> <laughs> ever so so right yeah. <laughs> so i don't know how you i don't know how you come back from that but um you know how you continue on have, after have, that have but, to battle have to go to battle in the tower of judgment do you to, to, it, to, to i mean to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. so so i just i just don't understand why that content was is locked off to the very end of the game i don't like, i, feel I, like I just don't understand how it can be locked off Till the end, when you have to do something like well before it to be able to right to access right. it, like that's kind of that seems kind of silly to me. Yeah, um, man. Well, that's a bummer because I don't, I don't imagine you're going to go play through all of P five R at least not anytime soon. Like like maybe no, in a couple of I years. Can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't play. I can't go back and play. That, that was four consecutive twenty four hour days. Is what that equals to. Yeah, I can't. I can't go back to. I can't go back to that right now. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna let Persona like slow burn. Like. Like I'm gonna play it when I feel like playing it, and I don't get as far as I can until something completely takes me away from it. Which. Yeah. Maybe Death Loop might be that game. I don't know. Yeah. It's not gonna be Horizon because Horizon got delayed. So. Um. <laughs> so we'll see about that. Uh, I don't know what Agent Intercept is. Uh, uh, that's Agent- also on your on your list here. Agent Intercept, uh, I was looking through my phone and I had to update my apps and, uh, you know, how they give the little stories and stuff. Um, uh, I saw one for Agent Intercept. Uh, I said, wow, this looks like Spy Hunter. And it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a 3D uh, isometric Spy Hunter. Um, and I, I, I only bring it up because it's, it's available through Apple Arcade. It's, um, it's got all the trappings of like, your generic like spy theme mm-hmm. um and and it's pretty fun it's a fun little time waster uh that if you have apple arcade and are fans of uh the men with the golden tongues as we are um i you do might i do it. have apple arcade i guess i guess i need to check you should out, so. you should you should check it out it's it's you know it's not gonna blow you away but like it's fun i find it i i found it difficult to really get into like apple games um because i'll like i've been trying some more of them now that i have this backbone controller and i don't know there's just something about like playing those games on a mobile phone that just it's it feels like it's designed for the mobile experience which i'm not i don't know i'm just not looking for that um the only thing that i played so far that works well on mobile uh because it's an apple arcade as well as manifold garden uh which i'm kind of noodling through as we go, uh, I also downloaded the Pathless because they have that on Apple Arcade too, which was a PS5 game. Um, so I'm going to check that out on there to see if it's any good. I've heard good things about it. Um, so cool. We'll, uh, we'll take a look at that. Uh, speaking of things, I, I, I actually haven't heard many good things about any of this stuff yet. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens though. But we have new PlayStation Plus games this month. So the first one is a new game that's coming out. 
uh, for PS5 and PS4 uh, called Hunters Arena Legends. Uh, they showed this during their last state of play uh, where this is a battle royale game, but it's a fighting game. So, like, it's weird. It's it's 30-player PvE and PvP, and it's a battle royale. And, like I said, it seems like a fighting game. I don't know if it's, like, a fighting game like Tekken's a fighting game or a fighting game like For Honor was a fighting game. It looks like yeah. more of, like, a For Honor type of thing. But, again, they were advertising it as, like, no, this is a fighting game, but a battle royale. So... Uh, it's free. I have to imagine that it being a fighting game, so to, so to speak, Micah will at least have to check this out. I might as well. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I might, but I think this is you know if you when you log into um, when you log into Game Pass through your Xbox, they have um, they have uh, uh, categories, and one of the categories is fighting, mm-hmm. and that ranges from you know your traditional Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat to like UFC to you know any third person action game where mm. fists are thrown so <laughs> it, it, it i think this is probably the latter of those three but we'll see we will see, we'll see. uh if you have a PS4 or a PS5 you can also get Plants vs Zombies Battle for Neighborville for free uh as well as Tennis World 2 Tennis World Tour 2 um, two games that I will probably not be playing. Uh, I would check out the tennis game and then uh, remove it. Fair enough. I I, I need a uh, I need Mushroom Kingdom denizens in my tennis game to be. <laughs> maybe Hot Shots. Hot Shots made a tennis game one time. I didn't play it though. I heard it was decent. Um, on Xbox, Games with Gold for the month of August is actually a pretty good a pretty good slate here. Uh, Darksiders 3 is available for the entire month of August. Uh, Ukulele is available from August 16th to September 15th. Uh, Lost Planet 3 is available from August 1st through 15th. And then Garou Mark of the Wolves is available from August 16th through 31st. So those are the four games that you get for free. Uh, if you have an Xbox, again, I've heard good things about Darksiders 3. Uh, and I've heard good things about Ukulele, especially if you're a Banjo fan. It might be worth checking out. Uh, as far as other new games, Light Week this week. Uh, Lemnus Gate comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Rocket Rumble comes to PC. Uh, the Falconeer Warrior Edition comes to PlayStation and Switch to go along with the Edge of the World DLC that's releasing on PC X and Xbox this week. And then Starmancer uh, comes to PC. And that's it. That's all that's coming out. Starmancer. Starmancer. Um, some magician who uses... Ninja stars? I don't know. Um, go to dancewisters.com slash fans. When you do, you'll get invited to our Discord. And uh, you can do a lot with the Discord. Uh, you can you can chat with us directly. You can, uh, you can see what uh, other fans of the show are talking about. Uh, and you can post things in the post office for, uh, for us to comment on. Uh, go to dancewisters.com slash fans. Come to the Discord. It's fun. You'll enjoy it. Come to uh, YouTube.com slash DensePixels and uh, subscribe. Uh, When you do, you'll be able to see the beautiful Mass Effect artwork on Brad's wall. Um, He's got a ghost back there. Um, What else? A signed Uh, picture, a signed personalized picture of Kevin Butler, former Sony vice president of many, many things. (laughs) 
<laughs> so there you go. Uh, and I got the same junk behind yeah. me, uh, as I always do. Um, you can see, uh, you can see cyborg Spider-Man over there. Uh, cause he fell down recently and I'm just too lazy <laughs> to pick him up. Um, but you can also, uh, subscribe to the show. You can smash that like button and hit subscribe and, uh, click the bell notification notification icon to be notified on when we, uh, upload a new episode, uh, by going to youtube.com slash, uh, dense pixels, uh, subscribe to all of the, uh, TMP shows, wherever you get your podcasts, including the nerd apocalypse, which will be back. Uh, this week, um, I'm going to check out Jungle Cruise tonight and uh, give my opinions on it. I also have to watch that He-Man show mm-hmm. that um, everyone seems to either really like or really dislike. Um, uh, Black on Black Cinema, uh, which took a week off because Jay decided to uh, abandon his duties and go on vacation, I guess. I mean, I could have filled uh, in, I feel like. For the, for, for, the, for the preview episode on Black on Black Cinema this week, we've been uh, we've been teasing, we've been saying that we want to do a uh, uh, an April Fool's joke one day, yeah, where it's just all the white people on the show, uh, and are like, "Hey, everybody, welcome to Black on Black Cinema." <laughs> <laughs> um, coming distractions are um, our movie review show. I think Demetrius went to go see Free Guy. Uh, the Ryan Reynolds as an NPC in an open world game. Uh, so I think he'll have a review on that. And the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Man, you're saying that's a lot of podcasts, but I want more. Well, we got more at densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month or $50 for the full year. You get access to the airing of grievances, which uh, we need to get back on the ball. No time to bleed. Uh, the men with the golden tongues, which Brad and I will uh, schedule when to record the Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty episode uh, after this um, upstage conversation and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast, which uh, I guess was just uploaded like an hour ago. Yeah. So I can't give you a preview on it, but um, it's good. Pe- people are uh, people are taking Jay- Jay- Andy's back, first of all. Uh, Andy uh, was on this week, and uh, I was not. And uh, it's great because people are taking horse dewormer to try to fight off their uh, coronavirus. I'm sorry, illnesses. I shit you not. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, if that ain't the best tease yeah. in the world, I don't know what to tell you. Go to densepixels.com slash premium. All right. We got to talk again about the activism stuff. But I got to say, so I was expecting faster movement on things with this story than we saw with like Ubisoft, for example, uh-huh. just because the news was like so loud and, and never ending. Uh, I don't think I was expecting the, the whiplash effect that we've gotten over the past week of this shit swinging back the other direction where, I mean, before the Activision employees and Blizzard employees did their walkout last week, you know, Bobby Bobby Kotick put out a letter, an open letter, uh, talking about how their statement was was tone deaf and made sure to tout their impressive financial results, which, you know, whatever. Um, and he said, oh, we're going to do a better job of listening. And 
all of the employees were basically like, hey, Bobby, go pound sand. Like, the, like these are our demands. Like, if you're not going to do these things, uh, then we don't really want to fucking hear it. Um, <laughs> to the point where, like, they're like, ah, like, we'll, we're going to, we're going to, you know, pick this specific law firm to do an, an external review of our company and our practices. And they were like, this law firm is like a very famous union busting law firm that <laughs> exists in the country, like the most pro corporate entity you could have found. So, uh, fuck that. Actually, no, like that's not going to be accessible to us. Um, like they literally put out another open letter that was like, it didn't, it didn't say Bobby Coda can go fuck himself, but it basically said, uh, Bobby Coda can go fuck himself. Uh, <laughs> come to find out then that, uh, Alex, Afrosbiabi, I'm I'm butchering his last name. I don't care. Um, so he was fired last year from Activision Blizzard. Micah, would you like to guess what this guy was was fired for? Um, uh, probably something sexual in nature. Obviously. Yeah, like he he was he was he was fired after an internal investigation last year for sexual misconduct. Yet. <laughs> Blizzard and Activision put out put out statements in the wake of this news dropping and this lawsuit coming against them saying the lawsuit's completely frivolous. This doesn't represent who we are as a company. I I would I would imagine that this news kind of runs counter to that narrative. Like you literally fired this dude for the same shit that you're saying that you guys don't have going on within your walls. Yeah, man. Like Jesus Christ, dude. Like that's I, that's fucking wild. Yeah, you know. The uh, the the Ubisoft stuff is abhorrent, um, but I, I I'm not surprised that uh, one I'm not I'm not surprised by anything at this point, and uh, but I'm not surprised that it you know has has been kept as quiet as it has. I'm also equally not surprised that the that when this happens in America. People are like, no, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> that you know what? That is a really interesting point about the difference in responses that I did not really consider because we saw a similar level of like grassroots organizing from the employees when Riot Games had their shit going on. Yeah, and I don't think it was quite as loud because Riot, despite making League of Legends, is not. A company not with a the same stature. Name. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not Activision Blizzard. And and you're right. Yes, it wasn't like. Well, I guess there was some people making it a hostile workplace, but for the most part, like it didn't seem like there was a company culture, right, of toxicity to this level at least. Like that, you know, they, there was no one in Riot Games that were hanging out in like the the fucking Bill Cosby suite as we saw, <laughs> like that picture fucking leak out for 2013. Jesus like holy Christ. shit. God like, could you can you imagine dude. a more uh, a worse picture to have to have leaked out there. Like it was just a joke, guys. Like cool joke. Pretty pretty yeah. sure Hannibal Burris was 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 speaking the truth about Bill Cosby before that picture was taken. Yeah, man. Like, come on, dude. I just <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. I can't believe that every single one of you is a fan of America's Dad or whatever. Like, get out of here. Um. Yeah, man. No, no, you can't do this shit. Uh, you one, you can't do this shit. Uh, in America without people like really fucking and you can't do this shit to this generation of people like no. this generation of of young person like they get a lot of bullshit 
right from old people like me who are like ah yeah, millennials nah yo mm-mm. they they they're not putting up with shit like this and they're they're the people that you you know we give them crap but you need to you need those people to to make change you need those people to make noise old people like me aren't going to make noise and people younger than them don't know any better um no you need those people to make noise yeah now i i appreciate it when they make noise for stuff like this and not necessarily stuff that i find is you know maybe innocuous but again maybe that's just me being an old man but stuff like this mm-mm, nope these kids, these kids not playing this shit. No, <laughs> no they, and, and, and again, they, they, like, like the, the retribution was, was swift and we're already seeing like major results coming from this. Uh, the first one being a major, a major head uh, to mouth on the wall in the wake <laughs> of this stuff, because uh, the now former president of Blizzard Entertainment, uh, J. Allen Brack, is no longer at Blizzard Entertainment. He stepped down to, quote, pursue other opportunities. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the, the the only thing they wanted him to pursue was the fucking exit. Pretty sure that yeah. came down from on high. Yeah, if I had you don't want to. Also, you don't want to you don't want to say that you're pursuing other opportunities, given the nature of the crimes being committed here. You don't want to. I don't know that that term that terminology just yeah. sounds very predatory. To well, me, and but. and here and here's the thing. So he's he's been at Blizzard since 2018 or for 15 years. He's been the president since 2018 when Mike Morheim left. Um, he Brack was named as somebody who was well aware of what was going on and was not really like he was giving people like slaps on the wrist essentially, like to discipline them <laughs> for behavior that was reported to him. So though he was not called out as participating in any of this stuff, like he was the guy that was literally allowing things to fester underneath his, his, uh, his, his watch and not to be outdone, like literally before we started recording the show, uh, their vice president of human resources also decided to leave the company (laughs) as well, which I gotta say seems like the right move considering (laughs) <laughs> kind of not sure how you can keep your job as leading HR if that was the culture going on at your company. Yeah, like man. Crazy. <laughs> like that's literally the opposite of what your job description yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. So, so yeah, so like I said, we've already gotten one of the biggest names at Blizzard um, out of here. So that that's, that's, that's a quick and swift... Uh, Retribution, but that's not all that's happening, Micah. So this is starting to now affect the bottom line because yeah. T-Mobile, formerly a sponsor of the Activision Blizzard Overwatch League and the Call of Duty League, is no longer a sponsor anymore. They decided mm-hmm. to pull their sponsorship from these leagues as well, citing the... uh this story and, and, and the news coming around it as well, uh, which is crazy. Like, like literally like they have, there's a, there's a screenshot here of a recent call of duty league match with a player from the New York subliners. Uh, they have a, they normally have a T-Mobile logo right above the team name on the front of like the sweatshirt that they wear. (laughs) And there's literally like duct tape over the T-Mobile logo because they're not, 
they're not in it anymore. Oh, shit. That's funny. Yeah. So, again, super fast, super quick. And 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 that's – we said it before on the show. You can have all of the, like, public groundswell and, and you can have the support of people behind you. The thing that really, truly affects real change in America and in the world, frankly – is hitting that bottom line, hitting that dollar, yeah, and man. not and not <laughs> not on an individual level. Like like I said last week, like sitting there and being like, oh, "I'm going to boycott D two R because of this." Like that's that's not going to really do anything. Yeah, but no, man, <laughs> but people with the big bucks that can do it. I mean, again, like we saw it happen with like we see it happening in politics all the time. Like watch Tom Cotton, like Tom Cotton's a senator from Arkansas. Watch like Tom Gotten get big and bad about something, and then watch what Wal- how Walmart decides to come out against something, and then see how Tom Cotton's doing after that. Because if you don't know, Walmart's headquarters are in Arkansas. Walmart is literally the most important thing to Tom Cotton because if Walmart <laughs> decides not to support Tom Cotton being the senator of Arkansas, he's probably not going to be the senator of Arkansas. <laughs> so like like Walmart came out recently and, and said that they are requiring all of their employees to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if Tom Cotton starts beating the not 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 that Tom Cotton's like like a huge anti-vax guy, but I'm curious to see like if he starts beating like the vaccination drum hard because yeah. it's like no, this is going to fucking happen. Um so they're losing sponsorship dollars. Uh they're also getting sued by shareholders, which is the other thing that's going to that's going to affect change pretty fucking quickly. And I, and I I love it I love it when shareholders sue companies because they because the the premise behind the suit is Bobby Kotick fucked up by allowing this to happen and it's making the stock less valuable so this so that's why <laughs> right them. you're right. making me poor. they don't care it's the bottom line like you said it's because <laughs> because basically activate like in the wake of all this stuff coming out and with the walkouts and everything like that. Um, the Activision stock lost about like six point seven percent of value, and it and it's just kind of kept like ticking down noticeably. Like I think it's down a total of about ten percent since all this really kicked <laughs> off. And so shareholders are like this is fucked up. So I didn't really think that like Bobby Kotick would be caught up in this. Like I didn't think he'd be a casualty. Of, of this situation because it was most it seemed mostly contained at Blizzard and he's and while he is the CEO of the company like he doesn't oversee Blizzard directly right but if if this is driving their share price down and this stays consistent like if it doesn't rebound Bobby Kotick's gonna have to find another job yeah man <laughs> now that being said Paul Tassi at Forbes made the point about both Brack and this would be true of Bobby Kotick as well just don't don't look to see what their severance packages are going to be because I'm pretty sure oh, yeah, it's going to make gonna you be sick. hurt, man. Yeah, you're it's going to it's going to make you <laughs> sick. Like 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 Jalen Brack got fucking tuned you know tuned out on his ass, but he he he's going to be all right. Like he's not going to be yeah. fucking fucking suffering, which sucks. Like like it'd be great if they could fucking turf his ass without you know without having to compensate him. Like I mean, technically, like I would imagine that his contract, like, if he has one, which I assume he does has like clauses in there for negligence and things like that. Like that's to me, that's what this is, right? Like this, it's, it's right. negligent behavior that allowed this sort of thing to, 
to fester. I don't think you should be rewarded for that. Um, but it's I, I'm still encouraged by the fact that this stuff is happening because again, this is how you affect change. And we've already seen more happen in a week and a half or so with the Activision situation than we've seen in what a year and a half that we've known like shit that's going on at Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't do that here, man. Heads will roll when heads will roll when when especially here, man. Good lord. Yeah. Like I know like you made the point about like money rules the world, but like like people want to have sex with money here, man. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> like they just love it. So yeah, man, like heads are gonna roll. Like and and look, like I, I said it last week. If 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 you're like these shareholders that are suing. Look, if your only motivation is that you want more money and, you know, cutting this cancer out will give you more money. I mean, that's a start, man. Like, <laughs> like as long as at this point, I just want I just want something to happen. Yeah. I, I want people to be held accountable. And um, and you and it starts with leadership, man. It always does. It's it's so like, funny because, like I said, I watched that. I watched that video of the panel that we talked about last week where basically like all the, all the blizzard dudes like shit on that woman that asked the question about, you know, not having yeah. scantily clad fucking people. And I think literally half those people are not with blizzard anymore. It'd be either they left or they are, they've gotten fired. Like if I was anyone else that was on that panel that still works at blizzard, I'd be super fucking nervous right now. Yeah, man. Cause, you cause like you're like you're front and center, like you're the poster boy for this fucking, for this whole thing right now. And, and also anyone in the, in the stupid, uh, in the Cosby lounge. Uh, picture yeah, as man. well. Every single one of them. Yeah. Get out. Get out of here. Go find find another job. And look, I'm not a I'm not the type of person that's like, you know, that screams from the high heavens that everybody should lose their job when they do something wrong. But no, I'll make an exception for these people because these people are incredibly wealthy. Like these people are these people are going to be fine. Um, but something needs to something needs to change. You and, and you gotta have. You know, you got to make examples out of people. And yeah, sponsors. Like, that's it, man. Like, you just get to them sponsors. You make enough noise. You tell them, you tell, you tell T-Mobile, you tell American Airlines, I'm not going to fly with you no more. Uh, until this, like, that's what, that's what moves the needle, man. Yeah. And and again, that that is, that is how we as individuals can affect change. Like, it's, it's one thing to, you know not buy a $60 video game. Like again, ultimately that's not going to hurt blizzards or Activision's bottom line, unless a majorly organized campaign came out against that, that, you know, millions of people did it, but absolutely putting pressure on people that give them money. Yeah, absolutely works. 100%. <laughs> T-Mobile needs you to pay them that fucking $50 a month for your unlimited plan. Like they, like they, <laughs> they like they can't, they can't afford to, to lose that. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, just yell yell at people online like that. B- believe it or not, for some things it works. For for politics things, it really doesn't work all that often. But for for stuff like this, it can absolutely work. Because because again, that's that's the benefit of having like a viral viral community like this is that you can you know if, if your message can get broadcast or enough people's can, it's very easy to make that a groundswell um, and and you know put some pressure on it, people. And again, as, as if. We as if Ubisoft needed this smoke. Uh, there's a lot of people that are at Ubisoft that are looking at this situation that are like, "Huh, 
not a lot's really happened over here, even though like all these like like a few guys have lost their jobs, but Ubisoft hasn't really done anything. So they so about five hundred people, current and former Ubisoft workers, uh, has signed an open letter in solidarity with Activision Blizzard and is basically saying, hey, Ubisoft, uh, what about all these empty promises you guys have made? What about all these things that you haven't done anything about? And now they're going to be turning the uh, the heat back on on them uh, as well. Wait, we could do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, we don't have to come to work? Wait, we can actually seize the means of production? Like, that's not just a, that's not just a saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they, they, you know, they, they basically say like, oh, Izgimo said all these things were going to happen, but nothing's really changed that we can see. <laughs> so we want you to basically, you know, we want you to take this seriously. We want to see what you're doing. Again, stuff, stuff like the thing that the Activision Blizzard folks are demanding, like being able to have a say in an internal review of the company, like those are very tangible things uh, that they are that they are pushing to get and i could absolutely see ubisoft doing this and again we said it last week i'm gonna say it again if you're a game studio and you think maybe possibly something like this could be going on in your neck of the woods get out in front of this shit as fast as possible and start being the change that you want to see uh before you become the next studio because there's going to be more like 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 the fact that this is getting so much attention and getting so much activity, I think you said it last week, Micah. How many people are like in Jason Schreier's DMs right now yeah, at other man. companies? <laughs> That's it, man. Like, <laughs> you, just, man, please get, keep giving that guy work. Yeah, keep giving that guy work, man. There's um, there's a saying: it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> you better. Like you said, you better you better get your ass out. You better you better clean your house because yeah. because uh, uh, Jason come. This is cool though. Like I said, I I uh, I'm happy for people. Like there's been a lot more people sharing their stories, uh, which is always heartening to see. I mean, the stories suck. Like and it's the shit that they happen, but it's it's great that people feel strengthened enough to do that. And I don't see this story dying down anytime soon. Like I think we're gonna have another week or two of major happenings with this Activision Blizzard story specifically. Um, so we'll keep our eyes open and we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't think this is the last we've heard of this in the short term, at the very least. Uh, in very lighter news, uh, you know, comparatively. Um, so this is interesting. So like, and I, and I found it interesting because I am playing Gran Turismo right now. Still very fun. Having a great time. Had a great race last night online where someone fucking couldn't hold their line and knocked me off the track from third to like ninth, but I managed to fight back and take fourth through the rest of the race. It was great. It, I, I felt, I felt fantastic. Um, Microsoft's racing sim, of course, is the Forza Motorsport series, specifically Forza Motorsport. Forza Horizon is an open world arcade racer. That's not quite the same thing. Um, so Forza seven has been the game for a while now. Forza seven came out back in 2017. I do believe uh, that's been the last Forza Motorsport game that's come out. There is a new Forza Motorsport that's in development. That's not called Forza Motorsport. It's just called or not Forza eight. It's just called Forza Motorsport. So because I think that they're going to be going the live service route with these games. Like I think they're going to make a platform and then just support that platform going forward, which is an interesting way to do it. But what's interesting is that 
that game's not coming out until probably next year at the earliest. But Forza 7 is going to reach end-of-life status, and that's Microsoft's term, on September 15th. So not only will they... But what that means is that it's not just that, oh, we're not going to be supporting the game through development anymore. Like, that would be understandable. The game's been out for four years. Yeah. But when this hits end-of-life in a month, you won't be able to buy the game. You won't be able to buy its DLC. And it'll be pulled from Game Pass. Now, existing owners of the game can still play it. You can still download it from the Xbox store if you've already purchased it previously. And it'll still be running online. I just don't understand, though, that if if the game is not, if a new game coming out is not imminent, why they would do this. Now, apparently, according to Turn 10, the, the developer behind the series, um, they have to enlist them after several years because the licenses that they use to have the real cars in the game and tracks and things of that nature will expire. And so they have to pull the game off of shelves because they won't have the license to sell the game anymore. To which I ask, seems a little short-sighted <laughs> of, of, of you to do this. Yeah, so... All right, hold on. So they... What do they mean by the 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 they will lose the license? Yeah, so to so like have so like game the- right. So like so like Forza like Turn Ten and Microsoft sign agreements with all these car companies to have their their cars represented in the game to have these real world uh, tracks in the game that are owned by somebody that you have to license right. them to have their appearance be in there. Um, and so like they have the like the license for Ferrari, so like. They only signed it for four years, apparently. And then, like, after four years, they don't have the license for Forza 7 anymore. I mean, they don't, like, I, I know it's not like an automatic, like, you you know, you go back to the negotiating table yeah. or whatever. And you, but, like, they don't do that because they're going to have to do it eventually Well, that, that the new game. Well, they have a new one. They have a new license agreement for Forza Motorsport, like the new game that's coming out, I'm sure. So, but that, that's so it's why, a that, per game basis. Yeah, like they have to negotiate for each game, which which again is is fine. Like there, there's two ways of doing it. Like you have the Madden way, which they sign a a, a long term lease essentially with the NFL and they make a new game every year. Or yeah. you have this way, and since they have to deal with every company individually, like it's not like there's one car, like company that manages all the car brands for them. Like they're all individual companies. Right. Um, I get that. I just find it funny. Because this means to me that they assumed they would have had another Forza Motorsport out by now. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That means that that means that they just this is just poor planning. Poor planning on their. <laughs> um, so that's quite humorous to me that that that, that ended up being that way. Because um, when I first saw the article, I was like, "What the fuck? Like, why are they why are they doing this?" And then I was like, "Oh, this is funny because because they they're not going to license now." My question would be: Is every license expiring? Or is it only some? And does it make more sense than to do like the Forza Seven like stripped down edition where you just take out the cars that? <laughs> I guess that wouldn't work from a from a logistics standpoint. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they're just going to be like, you know what? Let's just cut our losses and cut the whole thing off because it's going to be too much to pull different aspects of this game yeah. apart. So here, so here's wow. the thing. So from now until when <laughs> when the game gets pulled from the Xbox Store, uh, you can buy it for like ten dollars. <laughs> so that that that's a pretty good deal. Um, 
I got to say, I've not played Forza, much Forza Motorsport because, um, again, I don't have an Xbox, so I wouldn't have any occasion to. It, it, it's just amusing me because, again, Gran Turismo came out around the same time. Gran Turismo Sport came out around the same time as this. PlayStation still support like Polyphony still supports GT Sport, even though they're definitely developing Gran Turismo 7 right now. Yeah. Um, but they were not short-sighted to, <laughs> to, to, yeah, to, to, see, to see this happen. Um, <laughs> it's kind of wild to me, though. It's kind of wild. That 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 is the case, but uh, but yeah. So get Forza while you, get Forza Seven while you can. Um, again, the game is very good. Like if you own an Xbox and you don't own a PlayStation, I don't see any one a sim racer. Then it is it is the one to get. Uh, from what I understand, it's kind of like a hybrid sim, like of sorts. It's it's kind of it kind of leans somewhat arcade. For a yeah, it, and in comparison to Gran Turismo, now look, I haven't played a Forza game since Forza Five. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, but it felt more arcadey to me than a Gran Turismo. Yeah. Whereas you know, Forza Horizon is very much like a sim version of Need for Speed. I'm just uh, I'm laughing because you made the joke with me that like now that I'm playing GT and kind of getting into it, that I'm gonna buy like the fucking wheel and and all that jazz, <laughs> and I really might. <laughs> I really might. I'm really thinking about it. Like I'm looking at prices and I'm just like, it's expensive, but think of all the think of all the time that I could shave for my laps if I uh <laughs> if I if I had it. Uh well you can go to densepixels.com slash Amazon to get yourself a, a nice uh racing wheel. Um I went to densepixels.com slash Amazon uh, right now and just typed in racing wheel and look at all the Logitech wheels that you can get. Uh, the G29 would be the one that I would probably pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> oh, oh well, well, it's all sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's always on sale. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Look at this thing. The Logitech G dual motor uh, feedback driving force G29 racing wheel. With responsive pedals. You play it on three different generations of PlayStation hardware. And you can get it only at densepixels.com slash Amazon. Um, you know, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to get this thing, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to have to... I don't know how much space you have in there or where wherever you play, but you are more than likely going to have to have uh build yourself a, a dash. So here basically. so here's the thing, right? I've looked into this too. So they have they have wheel stands that you can get like a like a metal stand that you mount the wheel and the and the pedals on and that's just and then you use your regular chair. Uh the thing about the wheel stands is that they're very like they're they're a little wobbly because there's nothing like down the middle supporting yeah. it, right? So like they're they're not as good as the other thing. Now, the next thing they have is they have foldable cockpits. So basically, it's it's like a chair that folds up and folds out that has like the wheel stand built into it. And those are a lot more sturdy, but you can fold them up to save space when you're not playing. And you can keep and you can just keep the hardware mounted on it as well when you fold it up and put it and put it away. Yes, and you can get them at densepixels.com slash Amazon just by typing in racing wheel stand. And uh, here's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, next level racing GT light foldable simulating simulator racing cockpit. Wow. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, man. You're you're get, you're you're gonna get one, dude. You're dude, gonna get one. I'm having so like <laughs> here's here's the thing. Like I've always I've always enjoyed racing video games, even though I'm not like a car guy. Like I've never been a car guy, but I've always enjoyed racing games and I play a lot of racing games. And I've I'm I've not enjoyed a racing game the level to which I've enjoyed playing Gran Turismo these past couple of weeks. Ever. <laughs> it's been so much fun. Um and again, it all it all ties back to my uh, to my recent love, my recent falling in love with F one, which takes us nicely into the post office because uh, Diavrid asks me, "What is my opinion on the Hamilton or Hamilton Verstappen crash and Red Bull's ongoing push for a harsher penalty?" Now, I wish that he that he had asked this question last week because so much more has happened uh, in the Red Bull Mercedes dynamic in Formula One. Just this past race weekend. So, Micah, to give you the Clipto's version, for those of you that don't follow F1, um, at the race in England a couple weeks ago, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, rival drivers for rival teams, are having a major like head-to-head battle for the Drivers' Championship this year. And they were 1-2 and two on the grid for the Silverstone race in, in England. So on the first lap, they're going at it. like They're, they're driving side-by-side, jockeying for position. And it's a very big deal for Hamilton to end the first lap in the lead because if Verstappen had been able to get ahead of him, Verstappen has a better car this season. So he would have been able to open up some space. It would have been very difficult for Hamilton to have caught up to Verstappen, even if he had lost the lead on that first lap of the race. Now, a lot can happen, but you never know. But Hamilton was really trying to get that lead. So they're coming around uh, what's called the Cops Corner in in Silverstone, which is a, a, a – Fairly fast corner, um, but they were going neck and neck, but Verstappen maintained the lead. Now, the way F1 works is that if you are the lead driver, you kind of have the right of way. Like, if if someone's going to overtake you, like, they have to overtake you. They can't push you off the track. You have to give, you know, you have to cede position to the person ahead of you. So they're both coming around this corner. Verstappen tries to leave Hamilton a little bit of line to to be able to race through, but Verstappen doesn't really do the same for him as, as he should have like, like Verstappen or or Hamilton rather is, is coming around the corner. He's on the inside Verstappen's on the outside and Hamilton is behind as they're coming around the corner. Hamilton clips Verstappen's back tire, which sends it flying and Verstappen goes spinning off, off the track into the wall and he's, and he's out for the race. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is that Hamilton came away relatively unscathed he needed a new front wing but as it happens because he sent Verstappen off the race got red flagged and stopped anyway so they could fix his car it's it's quite ironic if, if that hadn't happened he wouldn't be able to fix his car he might not be able to finish the race either <laughs> but he but he was able to finish the car now what kicked off here was a battle between the team principals which is like the head coach for the racing team and the stewards who are like the referees essentially Trying to make their case <laughs> as to what should happen because Mercedes was like, oh, it's Verstappen's fault. He didn't give Hamilton enough room. Red Bull's stance was like, Lewis Hamilton literally tried to murder Max Verstappen. How they were going about it. So they what ended up happening is Hamilton got a 10 second penalty during the race, which sounds like not a big deal. 10 seconds is a lot. Well, ten um, seconds is a lot in any race. Yeah, and and so ten seconds is a lot. So he so he sort the way they do penalties in F one is that when you go to pit, you basically like have to stop 
And then while you're serving the penalty, like your crew can't touch your car. Like they literally have to wait until the 10 seconds is up before they can start changing your tires. So he has the stop go penalty. Um, they change you know, on a pit stop and he comes out. Well, of course, because narrative Hamilton ends up winning the race. Like he comes from behind. He ran a great race, you know, took over the lead on the second to last lap and he ended up winning and it was his home grand prix. So like, like every, it was, it was quite a, quite a scene. So Red Bull kept it going, right? Like, like they kept it going. They're just like, oh, like, like fucking Hamilton, you know, he tried to kill him. Like everyone knows you don't go around that corner that fast. This is bullshit. Like this side <laughs> of the other thing. Meanwhile, every pundit that saw it was just like, yeah, Hamilton was probably at fault and the penalty was deserved, but it was a racing incident. Like it's just something that happens when two guys are racing hard against each other. It's just shit. Shit's going to happen sometimes. It's just the way it is. Yeah. So Red Bull keeps the shit going. Like Christian Horner, who's the team principal, like went on in an interview afterwards. He's like, oh, I, I hope Lewis Hamilton's happy. Like Max Verstappen's <laughs> sitting in the hospital and, and, he, and he's sitting there celebrating and all this shit. And so, of course, the predictable thing happens. Lewis Hamilton, who is black, of course, gets all this fucking racial abuse heaved upon him. And, and of course, like, so then F1 and everybody like comes out and denounces it and Red Bull puts out a statement like this isn't the way. And, but it's, but it's like the fucking, uh, it's like the fucking meme, like the dude in the banana suit, like we're all looking for the guy that did this. Like, like, right, right. Kind of <laughs> so to the point where Red Bull then appealed to the stewards this past week and they're like, we've recreated the incident. There's no way that Lewis Hamilton wasn't more at fault. We want you to take a look at it again. Like, like they kept, they kept the shit going. <laughs> They eventually drop like like the stewards are like we're not listening to this like we're like like they deny the appeal to, to even hear the appeal essentially, and then like Max Verstappen in the lead up to the to the Hungarian Grand Prix which just happened this past weekend uh, was just like they asked him a question in the press pool and he was next to Lewis Hamilton when they asked him because they interview drivers like multiple at a time because it's, it's kind of like a boxing like pay per view kind of thing. And yeah. he's like, can we stop fucking talking about this? Like, seriously, like, like, oh, no. And again, it's like, but Max, like your team is the reason why we're still talking about this. Like, like, this is why this is still going. Fortunately, Verstappen's okay, by the way. Um, so then we get to this week, the Hungarian Grand Prix. So the race starts in wet conditions. Okay. And Lewis Hamilton, and his teammate, Valtteri Bottas are on the front of the grid. And then the two, the two Red Bulls are right behind them. So the race starts. Everyone takes off. Botas comes out of the gates like slow and he gets passed by Lando Norris, who drives for McLaren. So they're coming up on the first turn. Lando Norris and uh, Sergio Perez, the other Red Bull driver, are like side by side. Botas is behind them. He he breaks too late, and because it's wet, he slams into Lando Norris. Lando Norris takes out Perez and then careens and manages to take out Verstappen as well. So he got so both that gets both (laughs) Red Bull drivers with one collision. Holy Perez is out of the race completely. Verstappen has like a bad I, I don't know like part of his car broke. And he was able to race the rest, like he was able to finish the race, but it definitely affected his racing because like he couldn't get as much speed as he normally gets on a race that's very difficult to overtake people anyway. Yeah. And and Botas is out of the race as well. So it was it was literally like 
I think I was shared a meme in, in Discord. It's it's like Cobra Kai, where like like it's like the sensei like sweep the leg. <laughs> he literally took himself didn't do it on purpose, obviously, but he literally took himself out. Happened to get both Red Bulls, which is hilarious. And then of course Hamilton. That's not even funniest part. So they they do the first lap. The race gets red flagged. Right, everybody comes into the pits because that's what happens when the red flag. So they restart the race. During the formation lap, which happens before the race restarts, everyone's like, oh, shit, it stopped raining. It's dry. Let's put slicks back on. Lewis Hamilton's the only guy that goes back to the grid with his wet tires. And every literally every other driver goes back into the pits to get slick slick tires put on. So the race starts. Hamilton's the only person starting from the grid. Everyone else has to come out of the pit lane. And Hamilton's like, oh, fuck. Like, we should have definitely put slicks on. So he has to pit after the first lap, comes out in last place. And still managed to get second because he's Lewis Jesus. Hamilton because he's one of the greatest drivers <laughs> in fucking history. But now he, but now he's ahead of Max Verstappen on points for the season because Max Verstappen only scored two points in his last race because of that because of the turn one incident. Thanks to Lewis Hamilton's teammate, F one is amazing. You should absolutely watch it if you don't because it's fucking incredible. All right, I might I might start watching this drive to survive. Thing. I might I might have to start I might have to start watching it. I'm gonna put it on my uh, I'm gonna put it yeah. on my uh, my cue. But 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 again, so you want to have my opinion after all that of, of Red Bull's push uh, to to for the ongoing penalty? Uh, look, I look at what happened to both Red Bull cars this weekend as karmic retribution for being little baby bitches about this entire <laughs> thing. I wouldn't be as mad if like Hamilton didn't get like racism racism thrown at him all like last week. Like that was fucked up, and and Red Bull that wasn't their intention. But what the fuck do you expect to happen? Like you're coming out here like like yeah, lose Hamilton trying mean, to kill our driver. What the fuck? Like, like what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to be the end result of that situation? Like, come yeah, on. like it, it, I mean, people people are base at their you know yeah. like oh these are only like forty minutes. Oh, I can knock these. Oh, the, yeah, the episodes. There, yeah, there's there's three seasons. There's ten a season. I would still recommend watching all three seasons so you can kind of learn the. The backstory. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, yeah. Oh yeah, I I can't I can't watch a new show. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if a show has been on for seven seasons, I'm I'm starting at number one. Like I just well, because the, the the cool thing is that most a lot of the most of the major players are still around. Like most of the people they talk to are still very much like in F1 and prominent in F1, and so you'll mm-hmm. like have relationships with these drivers before you actually start watching you know the races because you'll know their their history and you'll you, you know, see their ups and downs and stuff like that as you go. It's okay. fantastic. F1's amazing. I fucking love it. It's it's so <laughs> it's so fun. The la- the last two races have been crazy. And Micah, you're picking a great time because they just took their summer break, so there's not going to be any racing for a month. So so you all got right. like four I can weeks knock this out like, in a month. Yeah, you got four weeks to to watch all drive for survive and see all what's right. going on. So uh, Black RKOS, will our truth see his childhood hero become champ at SummerSlam? Uh, no, no, not at all. No, I, I no. agree. No, there's there's literally no chance. Uh, no chance in hell. He's got no chance. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, no, John Cena's there for a month, and then he's going to fly to England to be in a to be in a movie with Superman, like uh, with uh, Henry Cavill. He's going to be in a in a spy movie. So this is just to put Roman over, even more so. Uh, Cam asks, uh, which alleged AEW debut are you more excited for? Of course, the rumor and innuendo uh, is that Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are both AEW bound. Uh, CM Punk seems more concrete from what I've seen, but it's still very much like rumor. Um, 
easily Daniel Bryan. Like, Daniel Bryan will have way more interesting matches with a lot of guys in AEW. Uh, CM Punk will show up, and I'm there, I'm pretty sure the first feud they're going to put him in is, like, like, it'll be Chris Jericho. Like, it'll be a match we've already seen before, which will be hilarious to me that you're going to get this guy in here who's the hottest free agent in wrestling, and you're going you're gonna to recycle some old shit. I agree with you that I think uh, Daniel Bryan will... I, th- I think CM, seeing CM Punk in a ring mm-hmm. uh, will be like, you know, it'll get every every wrestling fan. Like, it'll get the pop that, that they think it will get. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily want to see him wrestle anymore. Um, but Daniel Bryan, oh, yeah. I really want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle some of those wrestlers. Um, just because they... They seem to wrestle. They wrestle. They don't seem to do it. They wrestle a different style mm. than WWE. So, and I, you know, I'm not familiar with Daniel Bryan in his uh, amateur days. Um, I don't know if they would stick CM Punk with Chris Jericho. I feel like Chris Jericho is having his retirement tour. Oh, you think so? Where, where he's yeah, man. Like the the labors of Jericho that they're doing. Um, I feel like he's gonna go through his greatest characters so to speak Mm -hmm. and and um like like the first one was you know aew le champion chris jericho like the inner circle jericho Mm -hmm. then it was the pain maker jericho now he's gonna wrestle juventud guerrero i think he's gonna be uh guerrero i think he's going to be uh somewhere closer to like the Lionheart your Jericho. role model your role model Chris Jericho yeah yeah <laughs> and and um and I think it's gonna just I think this is a this is a Chris Jericho world tour and then I think he'll retire from like in-ring work wow you think I think so? he'll still be around but I think he'll retire from in-ring work because he's 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 losing a step he doesn't look as good without a shirt on, and and he is much better as he is much better as a as a as a as a manager slash mouthpiece huh. slash like fixture. I I think he's going to retire from in ring competition. Interesting, I've not heard that angle at all. So, um, but yeah, it's be, and and look if if the other rumor like apparently like Adam Cole is out of pocket right now, like he's working. Take over before SummerSlam, <laughs> and then he's at a contract too. Like if Adam Cole shows up in AEW, like I might have to start watching AEW. I'm just <laughs> I don't I mean, want, look, I don't want it, to, but if you, but if Adam Cole is, is is going to hang out with his girlfriend, then uh, it's it's not bad, man. Yeah. It's not bad. It's 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 just different, and and sometimes it's different in a good way, and sometimes it's not. Right? Like they had a fucking death match on the other day. Yeah. Like I'm not big on death matches but um it was it was it was it was something i just i just um, need them to be themselves like i feel like there's still too much rev- like too much referencing the competition which wwe does not have to do ever right because right. they are wwe like the the thing with AEW is I feel like they're still, I know this is going to sound weird because they've been around for like a year or two, but I feel like they're still in their honeymoon phase yeah. where you can, where, where you can still see like, they could still surprise you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, that's, but that's going to wear off soon. Yeah. Like, or later, but, but like you just off. don't need to be like, this is the only place where you can see this type of action. I'm just like, like, I get it. Like, I get what you're fucking doing, <laughs> but just <laughs> chill it out. Like, it's fine. 
It's yeah, I no, I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's uh it's different. If you could somehow look past that. Um it's tough I, because like I said, their commentary team is not very good. Like Jim Ross is yeah, throwing Jim, Jim, Jim Ross is like a fucking crafty left-hander that can only throw like 88 when he used to be able to strike guys out with 97 back in the day like it's it's sad to fucking see jim ross right now it yeah. really is and and tony shivani is like had 20 years away from the wrestling business like that's not you know <laughs> i i of the three excalibur is the best right yeah and if it was just excalibur and tony shivani i i wouldn't have a problem with it uh you know we all love good old jr but like good old jr is like he is he he doesn't need to he doesn't need to be there it would be like having the king there you yeah. know what i mean like he doesn't he doesn't need to be there yeah like there's some there's some wcw-ness right like with aew but I I'm starting to I'm starting to I'm starting to appreciate them for for some of the things that they do that are different from WWE. Yeah. Well, at the same time, like like Raw is a shit show, right? <laughs> but SmackDown is amazing. God, can and, you can you imagine and, if Raw could just be two hours? Yeah, <laughs> like, like it, it would it would fix so much. It would fix so many fucking problems that Raw has if it just didn't have a lot of dumb bullshit that you have to have to fill an extra hour of television. Yeah, man. All these fucking recaps and yeah. and uh, just yeah, if it was if it was a two hour show, you're right. Like it would be it would be perfect. It would be tight. It would be you better. Know, you it focus. would be perfect, but it'd be better. You're right. Smack, Smackdown, Smackdown is running circles around it right now to the point where if I'm like, if I'm executive at USA, I'd be like kind of pissed, actually. Like you're, you're getting like, like, like they'd be like, well, you still got NXT. And they're like, well, we do. But but come on. Like, like, like Smackdown is so much better. Like Smackdown, I'm in for two hours every week. Like Raw, like I'll watch the first 30 minutes. I'm like, I'll I'll just I'll catch. The I'll pass, man. Yeah, like, I'll, I'm, catch I'm the, right. I'll catch the recaps on. YouTube. Oh, you're roll, you're you're actually going to have Goldberg come out here and cut a three minute promo on Bobby Lashley. No, thank you. <laughs> pass. Don't let him talk. Please don't. Good God. Don't let him wrestle, but especially don't let him talk. Jesus. Uh, Gary asks us, do you play a game multiple times to see every possible outcome or do you just play once and the story you get is the story you get? Um, I think that we're in opposite camps here. I'm usually the one and done guy. You will replay a game as many times as yeah. you need to replay a game. So, yeah, yeah, I um, I will. Um, if if the game does not take one hundred two hours and thirty nine minutes, then I will <laughs> then I'll replay it. Um, uh, but if it takes me if it takes me oh if I invest almost a full like if if I invest a hundred and fuck a hundred hours in something and I don't get the ending that I want. I'm just going to look the other ones up. Yeah. But you know, any, if, if a game is like 30 hours, 30 hours is max. If, if I can beat a game in less than 30 hours, I'll replay it just to kind of get the feel for it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Uh, Daniel asks, uh, well-deserved praise in the show for golden sun and mass Effect, but, do they have your favorite story from a video game? Now, Carrie answers the Golden Sun question in the post office because she's not on this week. Um, is Mass Effect my favorite story from a video game? I think. I don't think that any of the Mass Effect stories is the best video game story. I do think that it's the best 
saga in video games. Like, like if, if you take them collectively and the character arcs that some of the different characters go on, I think that it has a lot of really satisfying, all-encompassing beats. And, like, especially when you look at characters like Tali and how they evolve and change through the story. Uh, characters like Garrus evolves and changes through the story quite a bit. Uh, your character can evolve and change as much as you want it to um, because you have a lot of a lot of say over that. In a lot of ways, like the, like that's the thing that's impressive about Mass Effect and how they make you feel for certain characters, um, especially how some characters go out if they go out or the ones that die have to die because they have to kind of thing. Um, so I think as, as a as a overarching story, like not the minute to minute storytelling, but as an overarching narrative, I am very satisfied by what Mass Effect provides. Uh, I agree. I also, um, you know, I like the Naughty Dog games, but I don't necessarily think those stories are good. I just think they're presented very, very well. Um, I think Marvel's Spider-Man is one of the better Spider-Man stories mm -hmm. um, that I've that I've seen in a while, um, and to a slightly lesser extent, uh, the Miles Morales expansion. But if you, you know, like supplement that with the regular Spider-Man, uh, I think that's uh, that's that's another game that I'll just play over and over and over again because mm -hmm. I because I dig the story. Um, as far as other games with like really good stories, the problem with games is that is is pacing. Um, I don't know if you can really tell an effective story. Um, with the way some of these games are paced now, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, some people haven't gotten out of the, here's a cutscene, and then here's, you know, actions until we get to the next cutscene. That's not a good way to tell a, to tell a story. That's just to kind of string you along. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and, you know, even, even the games that I mentioned, like they do that, but I'm having a hard time finding a, finding a game that tells a story through its gameplay that is like a narrative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, I think, I think rockstar tells pretty good stories. Um, but the problem, the problem with open world games is that right. Because like, of the like, design of the game, like that's going to be broken up right immensely. Um, because you don't have to just main, I guess, I guess you can mainline the whole, the whole thing without doing any like, side missions, but like there's like, there's an over, like the, the best one that I think they've told is the first red dead redemption. I really enjoyed that story. Uh, and I hate Westerns, which is probably why like I hold it in such high regard because mm -hmm. I really like that game, but they tell an overarching story, but it feels like the mission struck the, the, the story within the missions does a, does a really good job of moving that, that, entire story along and the side stuff doesn't feel like there's no ticking clock in the background mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i i don't like stories that have a ticking clock in the background where the fate of the world is at stake but we got to do this stuff first yeah right like that can work but at the same time like it's the pacing of it right like well how imminent is this threat because i have another 15 hours 
to play before I, you know, before I get through this. So, and that maybe that's not fair. Right. But, um, you know, adding, you know, using my real world time to, to evaluate the way that story is told, but, uh, but I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I like, uh, uh, if I say all that, just to say, I really like the story in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny says, uh, happy anniversary this week to Capcom vs. SNK2. He also says, free MVC2. I don't get this. They did release Marvel vs. Capcom 2 once upon a time. I know <laughs> well, you can't buy it now, but they, <laughs> they did do it. Um, they, they, people want to play it again. They do, basically. which is fine. <laughs> um, he, Johnny also asks, what is our holy trinity of fighting games? Um, I mean, not to sound too much like a copycat. Um, but I think third strike is the best fighting game ever made. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of you name it, uh, uh, the way it looks, the, the way it plays, the risk reward system with the parrying, the, 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 the backgrounds, the music, uh, the characters, the mix of characters who are, uh, familiar and different. Um, I think Third Strike is a perfect video game, a uh, perfect fighting game. And um, uh, I really enjoyed, uh, I, I agree that MVC2 is the perfect mainstream crossover game. Mm -hmm. uh, it's simple to play. It's one of those simple to play but hard to master type things, right? Where you can just get in there's only like four buttons um, and you, but you can get in and you can have fun with characters that you recognize, but like high level play of that game is, is incredible. Um, and then I, while I agree with him that Capcom versus SNK two is another phenomenal game that people don't really talk a lot about. Um, I, I won't, I won't pick that one just cause he picked it. Um, I'm, I'm a little partial to, to street fighter alpha two. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy street fighter alpha two, a little more than alpha three. Alpha three has got the like mainstream appeal. It's got all the characters and stuff like that, but I like alpha two's music. I like, um, the alpha counter system a little better. I like that. Um, the, uh, the, 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 they, in alpha three, they have like isms, mm -hmm. uh, a ism and Xism and, and B, like, that's the you don't have that in Alpha Two because in Alpha Three they just kind of broke up Alpha Two in order to to make those isms. Um, so I feel like characters can do a little more, but um, those would be my three: Third Strike, which is a perfect game, MVC Two, which is the perfect crossover game, and Alpha uh, Two, which uh, I just have a special place in my heart for. Mine is probably Ultra Four. Um, it's another phenomenal Street yeah. Fighter game. Yeah, Ultra Four, Tekken Three, which I know is probably surprising to you. I played a lot of Tekken Three when I was oh yeah when I was look, a wee lad. I, look, so. it's it's an odd number Tekken. All the odd number Tekken <laughs> games are good, man. All the odd number Tekken games. I, I'm not looking forward to Tekken Eight, but when Tekken Nine comes out, it'll be phenomenal. <laughs> and uh, and probably Smash would be would be the third one for me. So. Yeah. Finally. Trey asked, will we ever get another all-star game design team to make another RPG, uh, JRPG, specifically a la Chrono Trigger? Uh, no. Game development takes too long and costs too much to ever see 
a confluence of events like we saw come together for Crow Trigger. You're never going to see anything like that again. <laughs> I, I, I don't and like and, unless unless like three luminaries happen to get hired at the same studio. But even then, like studios don't like to pull their resources like that. Yeah, you they're gonna split I mean? those. <laughs> they're gonna split those people up. Yeah, and make, hey, you can either make one phenomenal game or three awesome games. Right, you know, make three awesome games. Yeah. So no, I, I think I think Chrono Trigger is very much a, a unicorn uh, in the gaming world, and it's something that we're and and it's funny because Chrono Trigger incredibly successful. Like you would think that people would try to do like the super, you know, like the super team idea again seeing how successful that was but again that's a lot of that's a lot of gambling to do as well because you have to make you know putting a lot of eggs in one basket essentially yeah yeah (laughs) they're they're trying to make money they're not trying to win any awards no absolutely not (laughs) so well thank you guys for the questions again if you are not part of the discord group go to densefixes.com slash fans and you can ask us post office questions every single week which we will answer on the show Uh, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast and along with all the other TNP Studios uh, shows subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash densepixels smash the like button when watching this video as well and then follow us on Twitch I am densepixelsbrad Terrence is apparition410 and Carrie is suffitscarrie That's it for us. Thank you very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See ya.